welcome to the Take Your Apprenticeship podcast. The Take Your Place team is made up of five universities and nine further education colleges from across the east of England. We are an impartial project dedicated to giving you the information you need, regardless of where you're applying to study. Since 2017, we have worked with over 30,000 students from 100 different schools, colleges and sick forms, helping them to explore their options and discover their potential. Now, we hope to help you too. In this podcast series, we will explore all aspects of finding, applying for and succeeding in an apprenticeship. Through talking to experts and current apprentices from a variety of industries, we will help you explore your future apprenticeship options. In this episode, I spoke to Tom Lloyd, who is the Apprenticeship Delivery Manager for the Flagship Group, and Jasmine, who is a current apprentice. We discussed the various different areas of the housing sector that Flagship cover, as well as their apprenticeship programme. As with all our conversations in this series, our interviews are recorded remotely, so you might hear some background office and working from home noises. Don't forget to check out the Take Your Place resource website at takeyourplace.ac.uk slash resources for more university and apprenticeship information. I'm joined today by Tom and Jasmine from Flagship Group, who offer a variety of apprenticeships across the housing sector. Thank you for joining us today. Could you start by telling us a little bit about your roles? My name's Tom. I'm the Apprenticeship Delivery Manager at the Flagship Group. My role is to oversee all of the apprentices who work within the Flagship Group. Uh, we're comprised of RFT, Gasway, Suffolk Homes, Victory Homes and Flagship Homes. And my role is to support the apprentices with growth, development and to make sure they have an enjoyable experience. Hello, so thank you for having me. My name's Jasmine. I'm a housing policy and practice degree apprentice at Flagship Group. I've been in my role for about a year now and I'm on their Bright Futures programme. I rotate departments to support both my interest and university models. So I'm currently working in our charity called Hopestead, which aims to end homelessness in the east of England. Can you give us an example of the apprenticeship vacancies that you offer and the different levels of qualifications? Yeah, sure. So in terms of the apprenticeships that we offer, we have a range of about 23 different apprenticeship routes across the group currently. But to be honest with you, the number of apprenticeships is very much dictated by the business need. We offer apprenticeships from level two to level seven. It's very much just to respond to business need. We have apprenticeships like business admin, senior housing degree apprenticeships, operations and department manager apprenticeships. They can range all the way from trades, so plumbing, electrician, those kind of apprenticeships as well. So we've recently completed our Bright Futures recruitment campaign for 2020. We've got three more new Bright Futures apprentices who joined the group at the beginning of October. That's taking us to 11 apprentices on our Bright Futures programme. We conducted the interviews remotely via Zoom. They had a group interview followed by an individual interview. The majority of their time is working from home like the rest of us, but we did meet them for their first day, set them up with their IT equipment. Yeah, so so wider than the Bright Futures degree apprentices, you know, we have a lot of apprentices in our RFT department as well. Sadly, this year, because of COVID, we didn't recruit in quite the same numbers as we have done historically. And so what we've actually done is we've partnered with one of the local colleges to set up an RFT skills and trades programme. RFT and the flagship group are sponsoring that programme. It's a full-time maintenance operative course over the next 12 months with the end goal that we will offer interviews to all of the successful candidates. We're using it very much as a talent pipeline schemes for our recruitment for next year. But as I mentioned earlier, across the group we do have a lot of apprenticeships and a lot of different departments in the future i can only see those numbers growing 
And what are the entry qualification requirements for some of these apprenticeships? Can students apply straight from school after doing their GCSEs, or is it better for them to go to sixth form or college before applying? I think that's one of the lovely things about apprenticeships. I think it's very much open to, to everyone of everyone over sort of 16 plus, really. We can have apprentices that come directly from school. We can have apprentices that have maybe done sixth form or college before. We've had apprentices that are already current staff members who are using the apprenticeship scheme as very much in an upskilling, uh, kind of a continued professional development alongside their role. So I don't think there is one route which is the absolute correct one. I think it's very much open-ended and I think you know, as, as a group we welcome all ages and abilities to apply and the person who's the best fit and right for the role will be successful. But a little bit of detail about how I came into my role. After high school I then went on to complete my A-levels. For the Bright Futures programme I was required to achieve 96 UCAS points which is equivalent to three C's at A-levels. The great thing about my apprenticeship is that there was no specific subject requirement and I was looked at as an individual and how well I would fit into my role. I think that's very important. We can look at the academic qualifications and for some apprenticeship standards there will be some entry requirements which the training providers look for but as a group we kind of look at those intangible skills such as attitude, commitment, then uh, determination in the role and, and passion towards the role in the industry just as much sometimes as we would look at the academic qualifications coming in so I think it's very important to have an appropriate balance of the two and what FLAG should do very well is take all of those things into consideration during the recruitment phase. So another example of some of the apprenticeship vacancies that we offer, one of our subsidiary companies Gasway are currently going through a recruitment process at the moment the end goal and the aim of that project is to recruit six gas engineers on a two-year program, four plumbing and heating engineers on a four-year program, and two electricians on a four-year program. So it's just an example of, even though COVID potentially could have stopped recruitment, actually we've been quite proactive about making sure that we get the right staff in the right positions, and it really hasn't halted our apprenticeship recruitment. And obviously, you mentioned COVID there. Do you think the apprenticeship pathway is going to become a more popular and invested in route for young people? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I think, you know, we've seen with some of the things that have come up with the Chancellor and, and, and in government at the moment about how they're pushing apprenticeships and things like traineeships. I think for flagship group especially, there's always going to be an investment in apprenticeships. We very much see it as a talent pipeline. It's very much success planning for us for the future workforce. And I think during the COVID pandemic, actually, it's very much highlighted to us the importance of the apprenticeship route. We all know that there's kind of some funding streams available, but for us as a group, that's absolutely not the motivation to take on more apprentices. For us, the motivation is actually to give people the opportunity to work within an industry and a career which they want to build a career in. So yes, in answer to your question, I think apprenticeships are going to become a lot more widely known, a lot more widely represented, and I think they're going to be a a great way for companies to success plan for the future. So when an apprentice is on placement for flagship, what types of situations and experiences might they be doing that they wouldn't necessarily get to do in a classroom? So for this question, I'll give a little bit of an example about what I've been involved in. So inside flagship group, I've already mentioned that I rotate departments. And what I really like about that is that I've had experience to work in housing, HR. I've worked as an income management officer for several months. And I'm now working in our charity called Hopestead, which recently launched on the 9th of October. That was a really good opportunity for me to be involved in. And I helped organise our launch event. And these are just some things that, you know, not everyone might be able to get involved in if they weren't undertaking an apprenticeship. I wasn't aware before I started my apprenticeship of the huge 
community for apprenticeships. So you've got YAN, the Young Apprentice Ambassador Network, Amazing Apprenticeships, Ask Programme, and it's just such a wide community with so many additional opportunities for you to be involved in. So for me, I've attended a lot of careers fairs with them. I've delivered a presentation on apprenticeships to about approximately 200 students. And I find that really rewarding to see how I've inspired them and the look on their faces as they realise that there are other career paths available to them. Other situations and experiences they could be involved in would almost depend on the industry that they're working in. So for me, my apprenticeship is in housing and I'm a member of the Chartered Institute of Housing, the CIH. So I have access to a lot of their webinars and information and resources, which is really great when it comes to some of my assignments for the training provider. I think the only thing that I'd add to that is the experiences that you get being in a workplace environment just set you up so much more, in my opinion, for your future than being in a classroom. Classrooms are great to teach you the, the practical and the theoretical knowledge behind the subject, but there's nothing like being in the workplace and putting those skills into practice. And I think taking on an apprenticeship is a great way to have really good exposure to the industry, to apply those skills, to meet people who work in your industry. And I think it's just a fantastic way for apprentices to build tangible and intangible skills. So what type of strengths and skills would be ideal for someone choosing to go down the apprenticeship pathway in construction and housing? I think for myself, when we're going through the recruitment period, you know, as we mentioned earlier, you have kind of those entry requirements which you're looking for. Maths and English are always important. They always feed into an apprenticeship. They're a mandatory component. If you don't have them to a certain level, that's something that you can study whilst on programme and you'll be supported by your employer and by your training provider. But one of the things that, that we look for in flagship group is, is the attitude. If you've got a positive attitude, if we can see through your interview technique that this is an industry which you're really passionate about going into, if you want to build a career in this industry, if we know you're going to be hardworking, if we know that you're going to apply yourself, if you're an organised person, they're the kind of things which will make you a success, not only during an apprenticeship, not only in the world of work, but in all walks of life. So I think very much those kind of key skills, those those maths and English, very important. Having a passion and an interest in the industry of which you're going to embark is equally important. And one of the things that we have a flagship, you know, one of our key values is that relentlessly improving performance, that dedication to better yourself, and in doing so, better the customer service that you offer. That's absolutely something that's paramount to us. Would you recommend trying to get work experience before putting in an application? And if so, what types of work experience are you or similar companies able to offer? So I think one of the lovely things about apprenticeships is you'll have your college days, you'll be with your training provider, you'll be given that academic work to to, to focus on to build those knowledge, skills and behaviours. But the exposure that you get to the world of work being an apprentice is vast. So I wouldn't say that work experience before an apprenticeship is absolutely necessary. However, things like traineeships are are a good way to almost experience the industry before you commit as an apprentice. So the government are doing quite a push at the moment on on traineeships. And as a company, it's something that we're looking into, looking at kind of if there are any individuals who would fit that suitability to be a trainee before they become an apprentice. Um, I think they're a really good way to, to, to get to grips with maths, the English, the industry, before maybe embarking on that career path. But as I've said before, apprentices can come from all walks of life and, and from all ages. So work experience is not absolutely necessary, but understanding the industry and knowing what you're getting yourself into, I suppose, is 
just as important. In your opinion, what are the main benefits of doing an apprenticeship? I would say there's so many benefits of doing an apprenticeship. I'd say one of the key elements is the whole earn whilst you learn concept. I think that the combination of working while studying and you have no fees or debts for your training courses are really great. For me, I'm studying to a degree level and I have no debts from attending university. So I'd say that's one of the great benefits of that. Another aspect is that there's so much support available for you. You've got such a large support network, more so than other options, perhaps. So for myself, I have my workplace line manager. I have a designated mentor and then within flagship group, I also have a designated mental health first aider. And then with my training provider, I then have my designated tutor and mentor and we undertake regular reviews on my performance and how I can improve and how my whole course has been so far. There's so many other benefits that you may not realise until you look back and reflect on your progress throughout your apprenticeship. So for me, I've developed so many skills, such as people skills, knowledge of the industry, my confidence. And I just feel like those are really tangible skills that you may not be able to develop and excel alongside other opportunities. And opportunities as a whole, there's so many within flagship group. You know, I mentioned a few earlier that I've been involved in, but also within the whole apprenticeship community um, with Jan, Amazing Apprenticeships, Ask Apprenticeships. There's some really great stuff that you can do alongside your apprenticeship. The only thing I think that I would add to that is, is the career opportunities that an apprenticeship can provide. Uh, and again, much like Jasmine, I speak from personal experience. You know, I, I started my career not within housing, but as an apprentice when I was 17. I kind of worked my way up through the apprenticeship route. Um, and last year was head of work-based learning, sales and business development for one of the local colleges in Suffolk. So I think it gave me a very good footing to progress my career. And I think that's absolutely something that as a group, as a flagship group, we are passionate about. Not only the apprentice enjoying their experience and learning and earning, but having that career opportunity at the end. So Jasmine, you've mentioned this already, but one of the huge benefits of doing an apprenticeship is a salary. Could you tell us a little bit more about the starting salaries that different apprenticeships offer? Each apprenticeship salary will vary. For myself, my salary increases incrementally as I complete different uni modules and you know widen my experience and exposure across the group. So starting salaries can very much vary depend on the job role that you're looking to do. And it can also, like Jasmine says, it can be an incremental salary or it may just be uh, a salary that you've got right the way throughout your apprenticeship. I think that the starting salary is very much dictated by the employer. It can vary and it should reflect the role and the experiences that you have on programme. So with any apprenticeship, there'll be an element of studying as well as being on placement. Generally, how does the studying part of the course work with Flagship and is there a training provider that you use? So at Flagship Group, we're very much dedicated to ensuring that apprentices have suitable amounts of time to complete their studies. Typically, the way that it works at the Flagship Group is there'll be four days where an apprentice is working within a specific department. And then there'll be one day which is very much dedicated to working with the training provider or learning new skills wider reading, time to do the assignments. So we're very much committed to ensuring that students have a suitable balance between study and work. We offer quite a wide range of off-the-job activities as part of flagship group. And that's to ensure that the apprentices is rounded, has really good enrichment activities, learns new skills, knowledges and behaviours that are not only going to benefit them on their course, but going to be beneficial to the company as well. Something that we've had to kind of take stock of, especially in the last few months, is how we 
facilitated those off-the-job activities. We've had quite a lot of staff who have been working from home. We're very fortunate as a business that we're forward-thinking and that staff can work from home. But from an apprenticeship point of view, we've had to look at innovative ways about how we offer that 20% off-the-job time and how we offer those activities which are still going to be engaging, still going to be enriching, and still going to support the apprentices with their course and develop all of those skills. Definitely, I agree. Flagship group are really invested. So for me, I will often have regular contact with my line manager, Tom, the apprenticeship delivery manager, and with the training provider, just to touch base and see how my 20% off the job training is is going. For me, my 20% off the job often relates to one study day per week. Sometimes I take that on a Thursday, but it's so flexible and that's a great thing because then you can really balance the demands of both the work and your training provider work. During that study day, I'll complete my assignments that the training provider has set me, any additional tasks, any skills, any coursework. It's also a great time for you to be a part of some of the webinars which are going ahead. I recently attended several webinars with the Chartered Institute of Housing and with the Young Apprentice Ambassador Network. So there's so much support to help you meet your 20% off the job training. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Before you go, do you have any final top tips for someone looking to apply for an apprenticeship? If you're looking to become an apprentice, first thing to do is, is to figure out where your passion lies. Find out what interests you, find out what you enjoy, find out what you love and build from there. There's many different apprenticeship standards available now. The Institute for Apprenticeship website grows with standards, you know, seems like monthly. So there's definitely an apprenticeship out there for everybody. But finding the apprenticeship that's right for you is absolutely key. So understanding your passions, I think, is very important. <clears throat> when you understand kind of where you want to go in the future, prepare, look into the standards, look into what it contains, research the different companies which you'd like to work for and like to be a part of. And then from there, I think it's very much about being courageous. I think you stand out if you approach those companies and say, I'd like to work for it. I'd like to be an apprentice. I've done my research and I'd really like to see what opportunities there are available. So I think taking that first step, taking that initiative, I think that really makes you stand out. But if you've applied for things that you've seen on websites, maybe on the flagship group website, I think what definitely for us would stand out is making sure that your attitude is right, your commitment's right, and that you've researched and you know about the company and about the standard. I think that puts you off on a very good footing. Definitely. So similarly to what Tom said about the attitude, commitment and research, that's very visible, you know, through an individual's application for an apprenticeship. So my top tip would be really utilise the apprenticeship resources that are out there. I know that Tom um, mentioned Apprenticeships Norfolk, Apprenticeships Suffolk. And, you know, speak to if you're in education, speak to your dedicated and assigned careers advisor. There's so much support out there to help you whilst you're applying. And, you know, make sure that you're doing your research about the apprenticeship and the course. And the whole application process is very different to other opportunities, such as the university. You know, you don't send one application to multiple employers for multiple apprenticeships. So my top tip would be to really make sure your application is specific to that apprenticeship and you haven't sent identical apprenticeship applications out to everyone you know, make those amendments in your CV and covering letter to really hit the nail on the head with the apprenticeship um, requirements that they've posted. And, you know, utilise the resources out there and your passion will really then show through your application. Great. Thank you both so much.
thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe to our future podcasts at soundcloud.com slash take your place or on your favorite podcasting app you can also find us on instagram where we are at take your place underscore he on twitter at take your place he and on facebook at facebook.com slash take your place he you can also email us with any questions requests or just to let us know what you think on info at takeyourplace.ac.uk